Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today with Jason and Myra Calton. So Jason and Myra are among the world's leading health experts in micronutrients and dietary supplement science. They are fellows of the American Association of Integrative Medicine and board certified in integrative health. The Caltons operate Calton Nutrition and the Calton Institute of Lifestyle Medicine in Florida, offering training to health professionals and assisting clients with their groundbreaking micronutrient miracle plan. They are the authors of Naked Calories and Rich Food, Poor Food, and a regular nutrition column in First for Women magazines. They've been featured in major media outlets, including the Wall Street Journal, CNN, Fox and Friends, PBS, and Prevention Magazine. Mira herself developed advanced osteoporosis at the age of 30, which she'll talk about today with us. And with Jason's help, she completely reversed her disease through this micronutrient therapy. So really excited to hear about what this entails and about their new book, which I wanted to share with you, called The Micronutrient Miracle and their 28-day plan. And today we're gonna to hit on some of the hacks that they've developed in, in really optimizing our journey to health in the most healthful, science-based, and practical way. So guys, it's great to have you here today. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much for having us. So let's get started and tell us a little bit about your journey, what brought you here, and also to this development of the micronutrient miracle. Well, like you said, um, I was 30 years old and you know, like most people are 30, they don't think that they're really going to be sick. You know, you're at the top of your, you know, you're in your youth and you think you're invincible. And I just started to slow down and I wasn't feeling so well. And I got really achy all the time. And I complained, my lower back was always hurting. And I kept saying, you know what, this is probably just my shoes, too many hours dancing all night, you know, any excuse that I could think of. And it just, it, I deteriorated pretty rapidly. To the point when I was 30, I went to see the doctor I was no longer able to really walk around comfortably by that point. And he told me I had the bone density of an 80-year-old woman when I was 30. Um, so advanced osteoporosis, that it wasn't going to get any better. And I literally had to sell my company. I had to leave New York City, and I had to move in with my family so they could take care of me. So yeah. pretty devastating. <laughs> That's um, a huge adjustment. And, and you were really like burning the candle at both ends, so to speak, and just you know, really pushing, pushing the needle and, and had denied some of these symptoms for a long time, right? Okay, this just must be normal, or I've worked late, or... Exactly. So, and so many people do that. I mean, like, literally, mm -hmm. if you look at what I was eating in New York City, most people would have been like, she's so healthy, because she's eating really, really clean food, and she's like, literally, you know, doing everything right. The girl takes hip-hop class twice a day in between going and seeing all of her clients, and I was, you know, a size two to a size four. I looked what everyone thought I was doing really well. And what I realized is I wasn't losing fat. I mean, I was losing my bones. I was losing my muscle and I was losing my bones and I was just a really unhealthy person. But it was, uh, it was just not paying attention to it. I didn't want to face that fact. Mm -hmm. So I left town and I started looking at the only thing the doctor told me. It was either medication or don't take the medication and get worse. And I was like, well, the medications, I read the labels and I'm like, these are horrible. There's a lot of negative things and I don't want all of these side effects. So I started looking at the other thing that the doctor told me, which was take calcium. That was the only other thing that I was told. Osteoporosis, take calcium. So I was like, okay, I'll do some research. And when you're flat on your back, you got a lot of time to do research. 
So I started looking calcium and that led to magnesium you needed too and then vitamin K and Excuse me gorgeous. <laughs> Zach Arnold from Fitness and Post Fitness and That's funny. <laughs> we are live, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that will happen. And then Mara ended up on your doorsteps. Now how did that first interview go? As right. a clinician, right? She came to well, you as a client. She did. That was the first time that we met and she brought me that, you know, calcium and she said, what can we do with calcium? And I said, <laughs> well, let's, let's take a look at it. And of course, at that time, I wasn't into the micronutrients like we are now. I was doing what typical nutritionists do. You know, we work with people to help them to change their eating profiles through their carbohydrates, through their fats, through their proteins. And I dealt a little bit with the vitamins and the minerals or the, the micronutrients, but not a lot. But with Mira, we really needed to dig deep. We needed to go in deep on the micronutrients. We needed to figure out why her body wasn't absorbing the magnesium and the calcium and the vitamin D. And we, we became very familiar with these micronutrients and how they functioned in the body. Um, we, and we came up with what we call a three-step approach to the micronutrient sufficiency. Long story short, after two years of her being on the micronutrient therapy, the same micronutrient therapy that we outline in the micronutrient miracle, we went back, had her DEXA scan taken again, and she completely reversed her osteoporosis within that two years. So, so now we're sort of on a mission to make sure that people understand it's the same protocol, same micronutrient sufficiency that healed me. And it's the same thing that would give somebody else, you know, better hormone regulation. And it would give somebody else lowered blood pressure and somebody else would, you know, help their heart disease. Is these micronutrients are responsible for everything that our bodies are currently doing. So that's really the passion. What we're passionate about is, is trying to move that focus away from the carbs, fats, and the proteins over to the little micronutrients. <laughs> I love I love that you say, you know, it's not about a diet plan, right? It's not about, okay, are we paleo? Are we, um, you know, South Beach? Are we, you know, name the list of hundreds yeah, of diets yeah. that we have out there. It's not this certain diet. It's like, let's address the building blocks. You know, as a physician, one of the big issues I have with modern, modern uh, pharmaceuticals is that one pill, one process, right? When we get down to the underlying functional principles of how our body functions and we replace those building blocks, which were here is the micronutrients, you know, our micronutrients are fatty acids, our, you know, energetic sources. So when we replace those building blocks, we, you know, change the way the entire process goes and we feed the entire form, which is why I love your approach in the micronutrient miracle. Now, in this book, you also, you mentioned, like, I love the cover of the book, so it's everything I want to eat today <laughs> and um, have prepared for me as well. <laughs> so, but I mean, it, it's, it's whole foods, it's whole food, it's natural, and it's not, you're not saying, okay, here's, here's um, the, um, solution for everyone it's like okay individually we have to feed what nourishes our body and you also talk about the you know the the content of the food we eat which is really important so it's not like when we look at diets it's not just go to this diet that's your it's look at how we eat and how we need to nourish our body which is so key it's about nourishing ourselves and I think we have a nourishment deficiency in general. So nourishing us in these ways with healthy foods is really huge. So give us an example of, of um, one of the new, like how you're recommending these micronutrients and how we can look at it from um, 
our standpoint as a busy mom with a house full of kids running to work and and um, trying to juggle all these hats and how we can bring it into our lives really easy. Yeah, well, we make it super simple because like you said, we're not gonna change the, your dietary pro protocol already. If you already are vegan, stay vegan. If you're paleo, stay paleo. So you don't have to learn that. So that's already, you're ahead of the game with most diets. But also we're gonna ask you what your goals are. Your goals are weight loss. We have a protocol for weight loss. If your goals are osteoporosis, do the bone building protocol. So we let you focus on exactly your goals and then we spell everything out. And like Jason said, everything is a really simple three-step plan. Food first. And know about your lifestyle habits because a lot of us have lifestyle habits like that stress from running around chasing the kids or from the busy job. You know, you know about, understand those lifestyle habits that can deplete you. And then third, supplement to fill in the gaps that you might have in your, in your everyday life. Mm, yeah. So it's really, really simple. And each one of the protocols has all the menu plans, 28 days um, of all menu plans that are specific to those different desired goals. Yeah, I mean, you know what, I loved what you were saying before, because our whole system kind of boils down to, to two very different dynamics. It's really very specific in that we want you to become micronutrient sufficient. That's our overall goal for you, and we give you a three-step plan to do that. But then it's also very condition-specific, where you then can kind of choose how you want to utilize this micronutrient sufficiency. So, you know, what's great about it is it's really, it, it kind of stops the infighting that's been happening in the, in the nutritional world. And you don't have to just, you know, you don't have to like, you know, I don't know, pick a side because that's kind of how it is with the nutrition. It's, you know, like, you know, you, one group of friends, they're all vegetarian and, I, you know, they believe in that concept. And then when another group, they're all pale and they believe in that concept. One of the things that we did after we healed Mira is we traveled around the world for literally seven years. And the, what we were looking for is a unification principle of nutrition. Was there something that was true across the board? Because, you know, if you read all these nutrition books, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of common <laughs> truths. It seems like everybody has their own basic ideas. But there was one common truth, and that is that no matter what diet you choose to follow, you have to be sufficient in those essential micronutrients if you're going to achieve optimal health. So we started with that as our foundation, and, and we allow people to build that sufficiency and then build whatever dietary philosophy they want on it. And I think it's very liberating, and it's really, it's really nice to be able to allow the, the reader to be able to make that choice for themselves and know that whatever they do to build that micronutrient sufficiency is something they can use today as well as into the future because it's just that universal truth. No, I love that you said that. And I want you to share your analogy that you talk about in the book about the orchestra. But before you do, let's talk about this around the world, because that's what really meshed us together is our, our healing journeys around the world, right? It's that looking for answers like, okay, God, number one, I'm not alone, right? And, yeah. and that way serendipity brings in really to strengthen our understanding, our understanding of you know, how to heal our body, mind, and spirit. So it's more than just, it's more than just this, um, what we eat and, and what we do and how we move. And Jason, I want you to talk about some of your exercise hacks, which are really profound and fun. So I'd like you to give uh, our audience a little bit about that. But what were some like key experiences you had amongst your journey in the around the world. I know there I know there are so many. We've chatted a bit. It's just amazing. But let's share with our readers something that really profoundly well, touched you. One thing that we noticed is there wasn't one dietary protocol. There wasn't one culture that was living longer and like all the long living cultures all ate a specific food. 
They didn't. They ate fresh, real food grown on their land when they're loving their soil. And the other thing they all had is they all had purpose. Everyone had purpose. And it's, you know, it might've been that one guy made the shoes and another guy would carry the wheat from here to here and somebody else did, but everyone in the community had a community spirit and they all understood how they worked together. No one was left in the cold, regardless of what your, what your position was. And that really touched me and that trying to understand how people can work together to move things along. Um, I found that really just amazing. People would work into well into their hundreds um, because they, they still had a, a purpose. We asked this one guy, I'm like, how old are you? He's like, oh, I'm over a hundred. And he was working in the field at like six o'clock at night. I'm like, why are you still working in the field? He goes, because this is my job. They, they, they need me to do this. And it's amazing when we stop caring about what our purpose is, then you really, your health will decline. Yeah. I think the other thing too is they had a real relationship with food. Yeah. You know, you say relationship with food in America and people are like, what relationship? I mean, I eat at noon, I eat at six and that's my relationship with food. But that isn't the way that human beings have had that relationship in the past. They really, you know, that river where those fish are is their river. Yeah. They, they really personalize it. That land where they're growing their food is their land. That food is their food. It, you know, when they cook it, they're cooking it with love and compassion for their tribes and their groups. And proper preparation. Oh, it's, we just yeah. think that you can just pick something and eat it. But these tribes have known for generations that fermenting things naturally helps them to be more digestible. Sprouting. I mean, it's, it's yeah. amazing when you go to them. Everybody has a sprouted and fermented product in the tribes, no matter where in the world, Papua New Guinea, Amazon, no matter where we went, we found that to be a standard thing. And there was always some sort of a fermented alcohol type product and spirituality played a key role as well. Yeah. I think you had a really good point there. We're talking about our purpose. Our purpose is ageless, limitless, and there's many purposes that we'll hold in this life at different times. So our transitions, and many of our listeners, you know, I know we go through transitions and transformations in our lives, right? That there's a time and you feel like, okay, I am changing from point A to point B. It's not just high school, college, med school, whatever, right? We go on in life to raising our children to maybe just, this is our time to really develop our you know our, to access our true design and what we love doing what nourishes us the most within our purposes and giving back to the community and recognizing that that's medicinal therapy that boosts our oxytocin it really helps knowing that you have a purpose you've affected someone else and that connection is really huge and and what you said to the relationship with food is so important i interviewed when i was in israel um, my uh, you know one of the world's famous sommeliers andre Swedan. And he has the ability to taste a wine and tell you about the winemaker, about the soil that it came from, about, and he has greater than 90% accuracy. And I asked him, I said, how do you do this? He said, everyone can do this. Yeah. We have, everything tells its story, its origins, you know? And that impressed me so much to think, okay, I'm really gonna tend this small little garden better. And it's amazing what we can put, you know, what we can grow in a five by five foot garden even, right? Or a window box, but just adding those, you know, love flavors to our food, 
nourishes us in many ways. But understanding too, as we eat in America, this goes to conscientiously choosing with our dollar what food we're buying. How was it humanely raised? How did it live? How did it humanely die? You know, and where was it grown, etc. So I think those are really key points for us to just continue to be aware of the energetic components of the food that we're holding on to. And another thing I really love about your book, because it's supporting our current work in the microbiome about the diversity and your menu plans. And, and this is the reason I loved it too, is that your menu plans hold diversity. And, and that's really key too, because we know that our, our blue zones, right? Our longest living zones in the, in the world have a tremendous amount of diversity within their microbiome. And that comes from eating, you know, the food fresh, you know, off the vine, et cetera. And just the healthy bacteria, not sterilized, not chlorinated, not radiated food. I mean, whole foods. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We would go to live with a culture for a while. We'd realize that you'd change. All of a sudden, everyone farmed over here for a while. And then the storms would come and the season would change. And all of a sudden, everything was over here. And they just knew how to work that land so that they weren't killing the land. So they were taking care of the land and putting different crops in different places. It was just so amazing to watch the how smart they seemed and how little we knew upon getting to these areas about what they were really doing. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the intelligence of what they've been taught for generations and generations was just incredible. One of the longest living blue zones, which we spent some time in, is in the Guanacos area in Costa Rica. And when we went there, it's really amazing. It's not, it's, it, the food itself is, is this living radiant thing, but the water yeah. itself is also full of the minerals and the different things that we're not getting here anymore. So, you know, I don't know if a lot of people really realize the difference between the food that these we'll call them primitive cultures and, and these remote cultures can has, still have access to and the basically naked calories, the stripped foods that we're eating today. The, the food we're eating today, to even call it food, <laughs> is, is a real stretch. You know, I mean, we had, all the micronutrients are gone. We're planting them, you know, where the food is raised in a, in a, oftentimes in an inhumane way. Yeah, they're, they're eating, they're in an artificial environment. They're no longer out in the fields. They're in cages. So, you know, when we really look at why it is that micronutrient deficiency is such a pandemic, you know, it comes down to how our food is grown, it's shipped across the country, how it's sliced and diced and processed, and then that we're just taking this in. We're getting plenty of calories. That's never our problem. You know, food has two, two basic <laughs> principles. It has the calories, two basic sides, the calorie component, which is never reduced, no matter what you do to it. You can microwave it, chop it, dice it, slice it, boil it, fry it, it doesn't matter. Calories are the same. But Pretty much anything you do to food reduces its micronutrients. And the more we do to it, the more it becomes that, that you know, those naked calories. And the more deficient we become. And the more deficient <laughs> we become. And we get this thing called hidden hunger. So, yeah, we've got enough calories, but we still have this physiological drive to go get more food because our body needs these micronutrients. One of the things we really realize is that when people become sufficient in those micronutrients by following our three steps, not only do they just feel better, but they also realize, wow, I really didn't need half of the food I was eating. Now my food is giving me the calories I need. It's giving me the micronutrients that I need. And I don't have the food cravings and I don't have the problems that I had before. Mm, no, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Now talk about the orchestra analogy that you give in your book. Okay, well, you know, just like an orchestra has four parts. So there's the brass, the percussion, the strings, and the woodwinds. Micronutrients are the same way. 
Micronutrients are your vitamins, things you all know about vitamin A, vitamin C, all those things. Minerals, calcium, magnesium. And then there's amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. And then there's your essential fatty acids that you mentioned earlier. So they also have four families. And just like instruments all play completely different tones and none of them sound the same way, your micronutrients work exactly just like that. One is not interchangeable from the other. And an orchestra wants to create, create this beautiful, beautiful symphony. Well, your body wants to have a symphony. It wants to create this amazing hair growth. It wants to make your skin clear. It wants to make your heart function well. And to do all of these bodily functions, it needs very specific players in the orchestra or very specific nutrients. And they're all working together. You can't have too many of one vitamin C, for example, and then just knock any calcium the calcium is needed for your bones. And no matter how much vitamin C you're taking, your bones won't build. So it's about creating sufficiency in an entire orchestra of micronutrients so your body can really perform those, those beautiful things that it's supposed to be doing every day. Mm, no, I love that analogy. That's great. Now, Jason, you were a bodybuilder, heavyweight lifter. What was that? And then these exercise hacks that you did to really cut that body fat while we're now nourishing our body and just making our um, muscle tone really uh, improve. Well, yeah. Now, of course, this was in my younger days, <laughs> but I was I was really taken with the idea of being able to use nutrition to 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 completely change the human body. So when I my uncle actually got me into this when I was a very young boy, and if anybody knows who Hulk Hogan is, when I was you know when I was about seven years old, my uncle was a spitting image of Hulk Hogan, and I would look up to him and be like, "How did you do it?" And he gave me a magazine and he showed me his weights and he said, "You know, you eat right and you lift the weights and you look like this." And I thought, "Wow." Well, that's pretty amazing because I see all these other people, they don't look like this. So I, 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 I definitely delved into that for a long time. Now, we've got two hacks in this book that we've never shared before. And, you know, I've been Except in with private clients, private clients. <laughs> I've been doing private clients now for about 25 years on and off. And, our, you know, the objective always when you deal with clients, of course, is to create as much health as possible. But inevitably, they want to lose weight and they want to gain muscle. So these are our two um, exercise hacks for doing that. So if the first one's a cardiovascular hack, we call it zero movement training or ZMT. So <laughs> Sounds good, right? I know, I'm like, I'm doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of are doing it right now. So our zero movement training is, a 20, is 20 minutes in total duration, but you only move for four and a half, four and a half of those minutes hard. So the rest of the time, you're literally standing still doing zero movement. So it's really kind of like an upgraded um, HIIT training. HIIT training will have you do high intensity and then bring you down to low intensity. This brings you to high intensity and then no intensity or zero movement. And what I noticed is about well, 15 years ago, I was on a treadmill. I was trying to get ready for this bodybuilding show I was doing, and I was trying to figure out how to lose fat at the fastest rate. And I had a heart rate monitor on, and normally I would do the more of the HIIT training. I would do high intensity, and then I'd walk for a little bit. Well, this particular day, I tried something different. I did the high intensity, and then I just stood on the side of the treadmill. And I was amazed. I, maybe somebody made a phone call or something, and I looked at my heart rate monitor, and my, my heart rate was through the roof. And I looked at it, and I tried it again. I did my you know, high intensity, and I stood there. And I noticed that my heart rate would go about to here while I was doing my high intensity. And then as soon as I stopped, it would go way up here. And then it would have this kind of curve. So it actually allows me to rest, literally stand there for a minute and a half, and then do 
30 seconds of HIIT training or high intensity training and then just stand there and you get this bell-shaped curve. And when you burn you, a lot more calories like this immediately after exercise for the next 24 hour period. Right. And you also have a lot more human growth hormone um, that comes out. So you, you're doing amazing things. Your um, cardiovascular, your respiration rate and everything like that is improved far beyond any other type of exercise. Yeah. Um, so everyone, and everyone loves it because literally how there's no excuse. No. Like if you can't move for four and a half minutes, like you have no excuse or why you're not working out. <laughs> and you can do it anywhere on anything. You can do a treadmill, you can do it on a bike, you can do it on roller skates, you can do it. We do it in the hotel rooms. You know, you can just, you can do hitting the air. You can do it with equipment. You can do it without equipment. So that's our first hack. Um, and we go into it in depth in the book. And the second one is something that I learned when I was working with the, at the time, the reigning Mr. Olympia. His name was Dorian Yates. And he lived in England. He came over to America. And I was assigned to kind of take care of him when he was here. And we became friends. And he taught me about something that he used, which was called, we call one set to failure. So a lot of times you go into the gym and you get your trainers, right? And they say, okay, do a set. And then they say, do Wait. it again. And then they say, do it again. And you get these three or four sets of 10 reps. And you're like, oh my forever. gosh, you know, couldn't there be a better way? He taught me that, you know, muscle grows in a very interesting way. As long as you hit failure, that sends the signal to your brain that you need muscle growth. And ultimately hitting, you know, working out for two or three or four sets just creates a really deep hole that the body has to recover from before any muscle growth can take place. One set to failure does something different. It allows you to signal the body that there needs to be growth, that you've hit your failure point, which is a signal to tell your body to grow muscle, but very little recovery needs to take place. So you literally get to growth by like day two or day three. So you can do this. It, it's, Again, it's not it's, taxing on the body. It's 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And one of the reasons that this works so well for our clients also is because we don't want you to burn a lot of micronutrients while you're exercising yep. because that's one of the really big micronutrient depleters. You see the Gatorade commercials and they're sweating out green liquid. That's supposed to signify your sweat and it's, it's really your, your, you know, electrolytes. your electrolytes that are coming out, which are micronutrients. Right. So we want to figure out how you can get there faster, doing less work and causing your body less harm. Right. So those are the two exercise hacks. They're really easy. They're super simple and they, they just create incredible results very quickly. Well, I, I want to emphasize a couple points for our listeners, especially our athletes, that this type of exercise does increase your VO2 max, right? It's going to increase your endurance, and that's measurable increases. The other thing is your ZMT, ZMT zero movement training, yep. um, as compared to HIIT training, which also increases that growth hormone. And so for our listeners, growth hormones help you build muscle. We need good sleep, and we need these high-intensity exercise intervals in order to build growth hormone and that's how we build it naturally and that's also ageless at any age we can do this I have another question for you Jason is that if we are exercising at home can we do this one set to failure with just lunges or like do we just push ourselves till we die no I mean well, just yeah well, which would be not, five no <laughs> if you're not using the actual weights it is a little bit harder but yeah you can definitely do that so there's ways that you can do Body like one-legged squats or yeah you could do a lunge or you just make it a little bit harder on yourself your reps may go up to maybe 25 but again it's just hitting that failure point within that one set and you can do it at home you can do it in the gym you can do it with bands it's, it's yeah. relatively easy to do anywhere oh that's fantastic okay i'm gonna tell my trainer that so <laughs> 
Stop. So we have tons of videos coming in our Micronutrient Miracle Resource Center. We actually have how to do one set to failure in ZMT under numerous different circumstances so that people can do it wherever they are. Yep. Well, that's fantastic. All right. So where can people get your Micronutrient Miracle? I know we will have a link set up on our site. And then um, where else can they get it? Well, can we tell them a fun little surprise that we have coming up for the launch? Please. Absolutely. <laughs> well, what we're offering is, you know, we understand that, you know, it can get expensive to go on a program. Buying better foods is another expense. And, and we want to make it so simple that everybody can achieve better health. So what we did is we went to some different food manufacturers and we said, you know what, give back. It's time for you guys to give back to people. And they said, okay, well, how would we do this? We said, well, we want you to give every single person, every single person who buys our book and sends us the receipt prior to August 31st, we want you to give them gift certificates for same as cash for them to go spend in your stores. And we got more than we ever thought we would. We're actually giving every single person who sends us the receipt before August 31st, $200 okay. to spend. And they don't have to spend anything on top of that. It's not like, here's a $10 gift certificate, but you gotta spend 100. No, it's like, here's a $50 certificate and just go spend it. That's and it will be delivered to your house. So we're really excited because you know, the companies saw how important it is to help people, and we found great companies that were willing, willing to work on this with us. So I think that everyone will like that. I think you can probably click through to that with your links. Yeah, they can learn more on your link. Oh, fantastic. This is awesome. Thank you guys both for sharing this information. Really, your life work, your life journey, your success path, and these great hacks that we can all use, and, and just bringing it to us in a really wholesome way. So I want to thank both of you for that and just God bless you both. And I look forward to hearing from you more and also hearing how all of our listeners here enjoy your book and your programs. Perfect. Thank, thank you, you so much. So much Anna. Thank you. Bye-bye everyone. Bye.